<clears throat> hey there, welcome to the YouTube show. I'm Chris, as always, I have Craig and Joe with me. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, how are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, it's Monday and I won't hold that against it, so. <laughs> it, it's hot. It's very hot here in Central Ohio. I'm hearing it's hot down in Tennessee too, right? Yeah, our uh, our neighborhood here, our um, I think our high temperature today was 98, and yeah. the high the heat index hit 109. Yeah. That I noticed yeah. that yeah. might officially be, have been higher, and uh, the uh, Nashville airport was like one degree off a record last I checked that they might have broken yeah. because. Yeah, hideously hot. I'm just glad the sun went down and it's now 88 degrees here. Yeah, exactly. Sun's down. It's only <laughs> stiflingly you know, hot and humid. Although it says it door. still feels like 97 outside, according to my phone. So, wow, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, 98 in Columbus tomorrow. And oh. it's like 106 heat index, which I don't think Columbus seen a high. Should be oh. interesting. But, you know, the good thing, I was off work for a week where. I was out in Sunday. Um, when I work, I got air conditioning, fans. Man, it's actually going to feel good, which I'm looking forward to that. So it should be good. Well, hey, this week we kind of returned to an old friends. We're going to talk about more YouTube content creators. But uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of amused. wanted to go back to Mr. Beast. Uh, he does a lot of um, big productions, I guess. And, you know, it, it's funny. Guys, Mr. Beast only comes out with videos. I think it's once every two months or so. I'm kind of jealous. I mean, <laughs> man, if we did a podcast every two months, everyone would forget about us, I guess. But man, it's got to be nice when you're that popular when you come out once every two months and you got 100 million views in the first day. Yeah. Well, given given what we watched today, it seems like they probably need that amount of time to plan their. Uh... They're big productions. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, that's part of that's part of it. You know, the 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 machine that is Mr. Beast Inc. at this point. You know, I mean, their staff has only grown. They're they're writing. All, I mean, every everything. You know, yeah. just talking about the production there, Craig. I mean, yeah. How long does it take you to well build even a build a fake chocolate factory? <laughs> right. Even if it's fake, you got to build it. it. Somewhat <laughs> functioning though. It was. Yeah. Sort of it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, every two months. Yeah, Chris. I, I, you know, they're coming out with the good. They're they're rolling out the good stuff every two months. I guess. Uh, yeah, some, cre some creators, not us. Clearly, everything we do is is grade A, top notch. Well, some course. creators don't always bring their A game, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think Mr. Beast brings his A game. Yeah. Well, we've got to watch a twenty minute clip. I mean, that, you know, we got to watch it and just try to digest it. I mean, they're building sets and everything else. I, I've watched some like interviews from Mr. Beast. It's been kind of interesting. He spent a couple million sometimes on videos, but it tells you. I mean, he's not losing money in the process. I mean, he's making it back. With you know, YouTube will pay you if you get the views and if you have all the subscribers. Jeez, yeah, they'll, they'll pay you really good. Um, so it was interesting. We talked in the past about Mr. Beast has um, hamburgers he sells. Now, I thought there was a little Mr. Beast store. We uh, found out that it was more of a DoorDash, and they call them ghost kitchens. So there's a Mr. Beast place near where I live, but it's actually a different restaurant. And what happens if you order a DoorDash, they'll make stuff and put it in the Mr. Beast wrapper. Bob, so you're paying more for that. You're 
paying more for DoorDash delivery. I don't even think you can walk into stores and say, I want this to be burger. You have to do it via DoorDash. Well, I bring all this up because he's now selling candy bars. What an entrepreneur, Mr. Beasley. Uh, they call him Beasley. And he said, if you buy a candy bar, which I think is a little bit higher price than other candy bars, it's like $3 for a candy bar. If you get the golden ticket, you think that's what happened in Willy Wonka's you know, first movie. You get the golden ticket, you get to go out the Willy Wonka's shock effect. So, 10 people got the golden ticket on these Mr. Beast bars. They got invited to the Willy Wonka factory. I don't know. I mean, I gotta admit, life's been a little bit tough lately. Uh, we had two special needs kids. My wife needs a lot of help. I don't know how my wife would feel if I wanted a trip to take part in Mr. Beast. <laughs> Could you guys get away from your house or your work for a week? Or however long it take to, to take part. Because he flies you down. Yeah, well, I think, well, you know, if, if it's in the interest of winning a chocolate factory, I suppose, why not? Yes. Well. <laughs> That's the answer. Yes. I'm yes. trying to win a chocolate factory. Yes. Well, <laughs> and here's the other thing, too. Hey, we've talked about this before. Mr. Beast has a, like, what do you call it? Um. He has his own factory, I guess, like his own location. He built that into location. So even though he didn't say, hey, I'm going to buy it off, I mean, I don't think anyone in the right mind was like, oh, I'll get to take over half of his operation. You know, they, they must have thought there was some money or car before. Anything. Um, it made me laugh because sometimes you look at these shows and you're like, like Jeffrey, you might look at and say, Wow, this guy's smart because they're in Jeopardy. Craig, you, Joe, and I could fit right in the people that participate on the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. We could have won. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was it was kind of fun to watch. I mean, they put these normal people into unusually somewhat normal things, you know, uh, whether it's rock climbing or... You know, the Mentos Coca-Cola toss was kind of fun. Right. And of course, the one guy was just like, hey, do you want this $3,000 TV? He just missed this shot, and he throws the, yeah. the Mentos on the ground just so we can. I was done. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, could we do that? I don't know. I, I definitely couldn't do the rock climbing. Yeah. Uh, I, I would lost. I'd like to think that I could do the cooking at the end. Of the episode, but I well, don't. Let's talk about that separately. Yeah. We, we got to give yeah. that its own little attention. What, hide, there, hide and seek. I, I could have done okay with hide and seek. You know, I yeah. Yeah. probably. I don't know that I, I certainly wouldn't have won the rock climbing. I, I have a feeling that I would have gotten near the top at best and said, All right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> so that, that would have been a roll of the dice to see if I was going to make it through. But yeah, I, and, mm -hmm. I, and I, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think it would have done a better job hiding than the cowboy who was eliminated in hide yeah, and seek. So. Mr. Beast had a throwaway line about, yeah, if you're hitting the chocolate, you're okay. I'm not going to look for you down there. Right, right. And it was weird. Joe, I forgot to turn my messages off. And, you know, you get all these alerts. So, like, I'm in the car with my wife, and she likes to drive on vacation. So I saw there was one of your national meetings where you were talking about it. And some woman was like, man, I wish I could. I wouldn't mind falling in your chocolate, you know, 
like or something. I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that. That doesn't sound appealing at all. Would any of you guys want to do that? Like if you're hiding chocolate or pulling the chocolate? Uh, I love chocolate, but yeah, I don't think that would. Um, no, I would not. Yeah. Be, I would not be. I mean, now don't get me wrong. If I needed to hide and could no. successfully hide in chocolate, and it wasn't like, right. you know, it was it was just liquid and not boiling or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but I certainly wouldn't see it as like woohoo, food jackpot! I get to eat the yeah. chocolate that I'm swimming in. No. Oh. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I just—it's hard to say. I think um, men you know, covered chocolate. Ooh, yeah, I mean, like like he like he said though, if you hid the chocolate, he wouldn't even look for you. It's not like you're gonna like hold your your breath for like twenty minutes while they search for people. Like, yeah, what are you saying? Is he just saying that even if he found you, they wouldn't like go in after you? Or I think yeah. that's, that's probably more like it. You know, I mean, and now what I would have done too, I would have, I would have gotten in the chocolate, but I would have done all like Rambo First Blood Part Two, like sink all the way down in it, and then come out where you can just see the whites of my eyes, yeah. and just like press up against the wall of the of the of the chocolate river, maybe, and see if that would work. Because yeah. yeah, I'm not. Uh, but what 20, if you 20, 20 minutes, man. 20 seconds, Craig. I don't yeah. know if I could hold my breath that long in chocolate. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, what would it look like if, I mean, probably a bunch of showers. The rest of the time you've been covered in chocolate. It would be like, <laughs> no, that's, a that's strange. That would have been hilarious. It would have been very strange. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else was kind of intriguing about the whole thing? Um, yeah, I, I think the rock climbing, I would have been hugged. I mean, yeah. At least, I think on that one, didn't he have a rock, rock scissors paper challenge? Yeah. So, like, if you're like, "Hey, I'm out of it," at least you have a fifty-fifty chance of surviving. Because yeah. it's not like the last place finisher on back to loss. So, I, I guess you were protected with that one. Yeah. Well, and at least you had a chance to atone for your loss in the rock climbing by playing one more game. So, even though it's yeah. like an arbitrary elimination, you at least could say, well, I did lose this, so at least I got an extra chance, like an extra life, basically. Yeah, like a sudden death playoff or something, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, I got one more shot. What did you think of uh, the chocolate eating contest? They got the, oh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, that's the guy's name. Yeah. Um, you know, he may have guessed it. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about the last guy. We got way yeah. the last guy. But yeah. Joey Chestnut I thought was interesting. You know, it's it's funny they broke up into teams for that, and you know who yeah. lost? The two biggest guys that formed a oh, team yeah. right? lost, right. which was maybe a surprise. And and not for nothing, but I was looking at the bars of chocolate they were eating, and I was kind of thinking, "Yeah, I'm winning that one. That's yeah, that's not going to be hard for me." Oh, oh, it's dark chocolate, even easier. Oh my yeah. goodness, I just oh. Well, maybe how many bars maybe the bars eat? were bigger than I thought. Maybe it wasn't, you know, it, maybe it was a YouTube. They illusion. were pretty big. They were, yeah. they were, I mean, and they were thick too. Like they seem like they were thicker than, you know, like a giant Hershey bar. So, well, maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know, and, you know, dark, it's, it's a rich dessert, you know, and, but yeah, you know, the, the two bigger guys teamed up and you thought, man, they have a chance. And they I, I like, I like chocolate bars. I'm not sure if I can. Is that fast? 
I don't know. I mean, they're yeah. good. I'm not saying I wouldn't eat them. I, I just don't know if I could eat them at speed. Hmm. I could. I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited, Knoxville. You're fucked up. Um, well, if we ever need a, a chocolate eating teammate, we've got Joe. Yeah, and, uh, so and Joe, I'd okay. take two bites and pass out. That's the way you go. <laughs> I Why wonder. You talk the big game there, bud. Yeah, I wonder how Katina eats kilo food. Ah, yep. If she was a chocolate fan. I don't know. Kind of um, yeah, it, it was funny. I think the guy actually made it, but there was a little guy who was like, I'm lactose intolerant. And like, no, it's dark chocolate. You're okay. So <laughs> I, I think that was good. Any other thoughts before we get to the final three? We want to definitely kind of look at the final three. Yeah. No, I mean, I like the, you know, it was a, uh, I like how the, they, they put their time and effort into this factory. They didn't just, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they could have just had, like, the walls were, like, wallpaper-looking stuff. It was, you know, really fake-looking brick or whatever. Or even but, green screen more of it, you know? Yeah, something. but on the inside, but, though, it looked like a full-functioning... I mean, they literally said it was a fully-functioning chocolate factory because after the winner won, he asked if he wanted to continue operating it at like a hundred thousand dollars or more per year and he said no so i mean you kind of wonder you know how how they thought of it i mean it seemed like a pretty fully thought out plan and they had like the marshmallow room and you know it's kind of a you know it was a lot more detailed than i had anticipated going into it even though it was a mr beast video and i probably should have anticipated it being a little bit more detailed than what you would have expected but i liked it yeah, agreed. Agreed. It was, uh, even though it was a Mr. Beast video, I was like, I didn't expect it to be quite as, you know, and I'm and I'm sure that they made the most of their best rooms and everything, but really every room they went into, they interacted with it in such a way that it made yeah. me think, yeah, they put some more, some more, you know, capital into this than I would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I still think, See, I would wonder what would happen if the guy's like, hey, I want the chocolate place. Because he built part of his area into the chocolate. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they went somewhere else. It was actually part of his location. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was a fully functioning factory. And, you know, obviously, unless the guy had, like, a business degree and wanted to pursue pursue that as a business partnership, you know, yeah, it made more sense to sell it back instead of, you know, going down that route. But but see, I kind of wonder what would happen if I don't think he really felt like he was making a serious offer. Because like the, the guy, I mean, again, he would have had to let go of part of his property. You know, if the guy really wanted it, you know, right? And it was like a set. Like I'm not sure if he would have kept it. One time. I don't. Know, maybe I'm wrong, but I was a little bit confused by that. Well, you know, it's also one of those things where uh, it's entirely possible, if not probable, that the behind-the-scenes machinations before they ever filmed the first second of YouTube footage was like, now we're going to offer you the, the chocolate factory, but we're really just going to swap it out for 500000 yeah. bucks. If you do have some weird reason that you want to own a chocolate factory, let us know, but sign these papers. You know, something yeah, like that. I, yeah. I could, I could see that. Again, the contest being you're going through the factory. Everybody knows. You know, 
Willy Wonka and his factory and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of see it being more that way, but who knows? I mean, it's Mr. Beast, yeah. you know, Imagine oh, yeah. if someone wanted the factory though. And like, yeah, I mean, that they, would was... they would then become a competitor against Mr. Beast chocolate bars. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think once he put out the money, you know, unless the guy was rich, you know, the guy's going to take money. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, especially after he said, you know, you can have it, but it does cost like $100,000 to operate every year. Well, right, would, right. you know, who who's going to want to turn down any money if that's what they're offered? Yeah. Well, well, you know, I mean, if you if you run a successful chocolate yeah. making business there, you can clear <laughs> easily, you know, plenty, yeah. plenty of money. But that's a big, that's a big if. Yeah, know, I don't think it was separate. But... Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think it may have made YouTube history if the guy would say, hey, I'm taking a chocolate factory. I yeah, like if he just crossed like, his arms and said, nope, I want the building. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you kidding? I, this isn't stuff for you to take. Here's my attorney. Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's got good. these papers. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I it was separate. I wonder, though, if he had taken it, could he have sold it for more oh. than 500000 you know, it's, oh, you know, that's a th even as just an, a, a, an internet artifact, like some. Okay. I mean, come on, hey, NFTs, man, people are buying all sorts of stuff these days that may yeah. or may not have real value out here in meat space. Yeah, yeah so, I, you know, you could have yes. totally said that's a Mr. Beast set. You somebody might have given okay. him five million for it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah you know, internet artifact, yes, otherwise. Um, but if you think about it, too, I'm Check out Squid Game. We're not going to do another show on Squid Game, but um, they had he recreated the Squid Game itself. He spent like five million on that, and that might be interesting to take a look. Because it was really realistic. All right. Um, okay. So we got to get into the last um, the final three <laughs> contest. You get the final three contest. I got to tell you guys, we don't always agree on comedians. Or Actors or personalities. It's been a tough year. I mean, I, I love Don Rickles. Don Rickles died a couple of years ago. I love Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. I loved, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Bob Sag. I love Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. All mm -hmm. these guys are dying. And my comedy heroes, where I could listen to them read the phone book, are all leaving. When Gordon Ramsay first came aboard, I don't mean to be a prude or a square or whatever. I don't like someone just swearing and yelling. But I think as he gets older, Gordon Ramsay is like a Simon Cowell. He has his edge to him, but he knows that chick. He's lovable about it. He's having fun and everything else. So Mr. Peace pulls Gordon Ramsay to come judge the final three contests. They're having a cooking contest. <laughs> it sounds like at least two of them had no idea how to cook. Same right. here. I don't have any idea it was great. And Gordon Ramsay, he didn't take himself too seriously. He got grouchy. But he knew the guy's getting to cook. And you could tell even Mr. Beast is like, man, this guy's great. I, let me know what you think. I loved Gordon Ramsay's parents. Give me more Gordon Ramsay. I want a Gordon Ramsay podcast. <laughs> I want him to develop his own YouTube thing. I'd be all over that. I would just watch Gordon Ramsay. I thought it was great. You know, I, I think I, I actually liked that the idea was the cooking competition to end 
you know, it's a it's a chocolate factory, so let's have a cooking competition. You know, Gordon Ramsay, I think, is a little bit too extreme, maybe, for my taste. I mean, he's fun at times, but then, you know, especially for this, like, he was, like, spitting the food out like he expected it to be good, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took that it was shit. I took Probably. that belief. Yeah, I did, too. Knew, I did too yeah, he knew okay. he was being Gordon Ramsay. He was almost like, okay, I'm I'm going to be Gordon Ramsay. He's good. I think probably. he did. Yeah, you know, you're side. right. He probably did that, and that's great. I mean, you know, if you're going to get Gordon Ramsay in there, you don't want him to be, you know, turned down to five Gordon Ramsay. You want him that's to be a good one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. Sense. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't really care as much for Gordon Ramsay in general. I actually like, you know, his cooking tutorials individually. <laughs> like if he was going to, you know, show you how to make something. But, like, when he gets in front of the camera, when there's other people around, I think that's when he he doesn't always provide you with the best constructive criticism. Like, I can't yeah. imagine, like, if he was a culinary instructor, that that's how he's always been. And because he's, you know, he's not promoting getting someone to their best, you know. Right. Maybe for the shows, he's turned it all the way up to 20, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just, I've never really been a huge fan of, of Ramsey when he's around other people teaching them. Well, not teaching them, but like instructing them on what to make or whatever. But when he like is it by himself on a show or YouTube or whatever, I actually like watching him because he is a great cook, you know, a great chef. So mm -hmm. I do appreciate that. Did you ever watch... Gordon Ramsay had a show on, like, Fox. It was called The F Word. But it wasn't cooking, necessarily. It was, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a reality show. He would sit there in the restaurant, and he would have, like, it was like the old Dean Martin show, the old Carson show, where, where they always had, like, Sinatra and Dean Martin come out. He'd have, like, these celebrities around the table, and he'd be like, hey, what about your latest movie? And the guy would talk about his latest movie and everything. And then a nervous cook would come out and say, what do you think about this beef rolling thing? And he would take a bite and be like, ah, oh, it sucks. And throw it out or anything like that. <laughs> so it was kind of like Gordon Ramsay trying to be half Hell's Kitchen, half Johnny Carson. It was very strange, but well, it was not for the watch. I guess the biggest problem I have with that, though, is that like, if Gordon Ramsay goes somewhere to review a place or to talk about a place, like unless he's sticking around to like help them improve all he's doing is just bad mouthing that person's restaurant and yeah. probably getting their business closed because yeah you don't want businesses that are terrible but what if what if there's a there's something there that could be changed or helped like i'm not saying like a restaurant impossible type thing but something where you know he's like yeah this beef wellington's not good but this is what you could do to make it better and yeah. instead of slant, you know, and I'm and maybe he does more of that. I don't know. But instead of doing that, you know, just kind of saying it's trash and then, you know, leaving or whatever, all you're doing is just giving people this idea that I should never go to this place. Or if they do go to this place, maybe they'll never want to go again. I think the upward was that one this question. I could be wrong. I mean, it, it was like at least 10 years ago, but it was intriguing. I don't know. I mean, after all my comedy heroes died, I'm still looking. I'm looking for other people, and 
I, I still like Conan more than Gordon Ramsay and other stuff, but so, so I, what you're I, saying, I need to. What you're saying is after Gilbert Godfrey died, your only solace was Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> well, I'm, not just I'm oversimplifying Gordon. there. I'm yeah. oversimplifying, but I, I like me some Conan. I, there's other people I'm into watching. It's just some of these celebrity. I, I, I'm a fan of the cranky old guy. Like, Don Imus got controversial for me. I didn't like his comments about some of the stuff he commented. Right. But I love the premise of cranky old guy comments on stuff. And Imus did that for me, and Godfrey, and, um, you know, Rickles, and other stuff. So I need that replacement. And these old guys aren't going to stay around forever. They're all dying, so we have to have that replacement. And I don't know. For me, it's Lord Ramsey. I don't know Conan's not that old, but I guess he's getting there. So I don't know. I don't, I, you know, it's something, it's kind of interesting. I, I think, Craig, uh, the point that you made about Ramsey as an actual cooking instructor in the videos that we've seen, you know, how to do this, right? And I absolutely love those videos from him. I think he he's, he's conveying useful information clearly, you know. Yes. I mean, hey, you're teaching people how to feed themselves and others. All right. And of course, when it comes from him, it's far fancier than anything I could pull off, I'm sure. However, unlike you, I also like the almost the reality show, almost talk show or, or, or game show version mm. of Gordon Ramsay, you know, cause to me, yeah. that's what like cooking reality shows. That's what they, whether they are game show oriented or not, that's what they always remind me of. They always, they always do. It just seems, you know, set up to that point. Right. And I don't know how, but I'm, I, I reconcile the two different, it's, it's, Gordo and Gordo. It's two different guys, you know, but it's it's their content is different in that way. But I find them both entertaining. Yeah. And I, you know, and in this case, I was kind of surprised to see him come out, but it was interesting. And 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 Mr. Beast did comment is like Gordon Ramsay came out and took over, and it's really interesting. I'm just gonna sit back and watch. Yeah, that's kind of what you do if somebody, you know, it would it would be, you know, if I were, you know. If I were taking batting practice and, well, let's face it, anyone from the minor leagues up showed up and be like, no, watch this guy do it. He's way better. Right. <laughs> same same thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really thought that having the, the cooking segment at the end was, was particularly uh, uh, somehow particularly appropriate. And, and Gordon Ramsay being there. I, I'll put it how, – how about this, Craig? If it wasn't Gordon Ramsay – who would you rather have had Mr. Beast brought out, bring out for the end of in session? Sam well, the cooking guy. What about right. well, no? What about like Guy Fieri? You know? Oh, that would oh, that would have been a good one for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't. I, mean, I don't. Look, I, I mean, I, nothing against. I mean, you know, I, I can understand the entertainment value from Gordon right. Ramsay, but right. I don't know. I just. And especially in that episode or in that Mr. Beast segment, I can understand why he'd be the guy you'd have come in because he's probably about ready to taste some just absolute trash desserts. But <laughs> right, you know, right. I, I think this is more of an indictment of my thoughts on Gordon Ramsay 
the showman versus, you know, Gordon Ramsay, the actual what made him famous, which was his cooking. And then what made him ultra famous was his yelling at everybody until the cows come home. But then, you know, I've seen tender moments where, you know, there's like that video where he like takes this kid under his wing and pays for his college. And, you know, and those are great moments. And that's what you want to see from people like that. But then most of the time you have him putting bread at people's faces and or head and saying they're an idiot sandwich and (laughs) stuff like that. And I, I get, I get why people would find that amusing, but then it's like, he's going to a restaurant and is he really like changing the fortunes in a good way by saying, your your pizza's terrible, your dish is terrible, instead of saying, okay, this is, this is how we're going to change things. And maybe he does, and I just haven't watched enough of his stuff, but I just get the sense that that's not really what he does. That well, he just goes in there too. To he, you know, he may, may be that he's just risen to the level of fame now that that's enough, that he can come in and could totally shred your place, and then he leaves, and the next week you got advertising up that says, Gordon Ramsay says we suck. And that makes you a local institution. I mean, if you play well, your cards right, make some lemonade out of those lemons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a lot of, that's the kind of lemonade that you don't want to drink, though. Maybe. <laughs> well, in, in the Craig's point, I mean, hey, if we had Gordon Ramsay on the show now, and if he was listening, I don't think he'd be too happy. He is, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, yeah, he built his brand, you know, and his brand is more, hey, um, cursing out people who aren't good cooks and everything. And, you know, I'm loving Gordon Ramsay who replaced the character of himself. You know, where he's, right. you know, bumbling around going, hey, you don't know how to cook and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good point because early old school Hell's Kitchen, we just cussing everybody. Like, yeah. well, well, you know, too, and this is, I think this kind of speaks to that. Gordon Ramsay has risen to the level of fame now that he's in, I think it's a Tide commercial. It's some laundry detergent commercial with Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. Ice Tea, and then, oh, who was it? Uh, maybe a quarter, I think. No, I, I can't remember. That's one that, that's got some other, like a quarterback in it or what. No, I think that might have just been Stone Cold and uh, um, and Ice Tea. That Think of that somebody... Figured out, let's put these personalities together. And not for nothing, but when you're that famous, I I think content rules might play a little bit differently. I don't I don't know. But yeah, I, I agree. If 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 it's just a matter of him coming to town and ruining ruining restaurants, well that's a different thing. But yeah, I I I, I gotta think that he's there's more to him than that at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very strange. All right. Well, um, I had a thought. Um, I need to prepare a little bit more of what we're watching next week. I was looking. You want me just to pick something? I threw it out in our private chat. Are you okay with that idea? Or well, I, had, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago the uh, cringeworthy commercials as a possibility. Oh, that's right. That's right. Let's do that for next week. Um, I think we can put the one I sent you in the hopper. I'm not super excited about that one. So let's do the cringeworthy commercials. Um, Craig, you can send us a link. That'll be great. Yep, I will do that.
I, I also have um, Emma's Cruises. Emma Cruises, she's a girl from Britain, Alexa Cruz. Interesting. Nothing bad about her, but we can put her back in the hopper for a few weeks. Later. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting idea. The uh, the potentially the '90s themed party cruise. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the drunk of one. Emma Emma gets a little wasted a little bit. It'll, it'll be interesting to <laughs> happen from now. All right. Um, what to mention? Had bigger interview. One to kind of make sure we get the word out about um, Andre Gaines. He's a director and producer uh, from Toledo. He's now in Hollywood. Um, he worked with LeBron James and Maverick Carter on After Jackie's new documentary that's coming out Sunday on the History Channel. I was able to talk to him a few weeks back, and we're releasing it this week. Um, check it out. Um, lots of interesting things to say about what baseball's like right now. Um, they not just talk to people with new Jackie Robinson, but some other um, people of color uh, for baseball history. Uh, Kurt Flood, that was the first uh, free agent. Uh, Bob Gibson, I know was another one. Um, and it talks some current guys, even C.C. Sabathia, former Cleveland Indian. So, should be interesting. Check out the interview. Check out the show. I, I got a link for the show. I got a minute. I haven't watched the link yet, but it should be very interesting. I, I watched 42 the Jack Robinson story recently. Um, it was pretty good. Um, what movie are you previewing for Miami Craig with Bob? Bob's going to be doing uh, his review of Jurassic World Dominion. So, okay, I'm sure he will have some strong thoughts on on that film. Yes, and we also got George Thomas. What's yeah, the one he's yeah. definitely talking about this week? We'll talk. We will definitely be talking about the new Disney Pixar movie Lightyear, and then okay. potentially. The uh, new Baz Luhrmann Elvis as well potentially. So, actually, um, I got to talk. Well, not talk to. I, I was helping one of our Canton Repository reporters out. He talked to Ephraim Ramirez, who was Pedro from yeah. the film Napoleon Dynamite. He's actually yeah. in Lightyear. So when I helped out the reporter, he was excited. Ephraim was talking to the reporter about he was excited about being in Lightyear. So he has to check that out. Definitely. There's life after the plane done. <laughs> well, I'd hope and so. The, that was yeah, a, right. That was a little longer. That was a little while ago. <laughs> now. Yes. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the funny thing about the interview—it's on Kid Repository. If you want to check it out, the reporter was trying to uh, compare Napoleon's character to Terminator, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was kind of strange. But, hey, yeah. reporter, do I ask for a question? Uh, Joe, how about you? Anything going in your life? You your house done? Uh, no, but but making more progress, more oh, more uh, more paint on the walls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I am. Uh, it, it's we're we're lurching toward a finish line. I will I will be glad to. Uh, I, I I almost last weekend I thought you know I really should have documented this process, and then I smacked myself and said, "Why would you want the reminder of all this?" <laughs> hideous work and paint fumes and, you know, moving to, yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, I was like, you know, yeah, that's an idea like, I had briefly. And I'm glad I didn't have it at the right time. <laughs> I feel like you need like an MTV Cribs, you know, yeah. tour after it's done though. Like you need to take us on like a virtual tour. 
like MTV well, style. I, I've considered that and I might do it, but on the other hand, I also hope that I finish it and it sells like immediately. <laughs> so I don't have the opportunity. <laughs> That's probably wishful thinking, even in this market, but still. <laughs> well, I, I still got to make it down to Nashville sometime. Uh, there was a sickness in my wife's family, which kind of curtailed that trip. So spent half of a vacation in Cincinnati. There are far worse things to do. I I honestly feel that. Sure. And here's why, though. Here's why. Because Cincinnati is it's you know it's a it's a cool American city. It's got stuff to do. Um, if you're ever bored, if you find yourself in Cincinnati and you're bored, just go to Kings Island and ride some awesome roller coasters. It's not that far north. But you how, know, how do I say this? I gotta be careful because we have. One of the papers uh, our department helps us since I acquired. And, and we have, it seems like what, half our team either has ties to Cincinnati or is used to work there. So yeah. I got to be careful. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if <laughs> all of our, my coworkers are going to be sticking around the 37 minutes of the YouTube podcast. But I got to say, Columbus, much greater than Cincinnati. Cincinnati wasn't boring. I just. Like, we left Cincinnati to go back to Columbus, and I was like, I'm going to live in Columbus. It wasn't a bad yeah. time, but I wasn't like, holy crap. I, I miss this place. I want to come back. I, that's how Yeah, I think I know what Joe's talking about, though. I think it's, you know, Cincinnati used to have, like, a really nasty stigma, probably, in Ohio. Yeah. Um, not because of its proximity to Kentucky, but just, you know, it was a little underdeveloped, but I think it's been gentrified and, you know, even driving through it, you know, the multiple times now that we have on our way from Ohio to, you know, Tennessee or Tennessee to Ohio, even just driving past the downtown, we were seeing Paul Brown Stadium, you know, you can tell there's a little bit of a different air around Cincinnati than there used to be. Right. Well, and I've, I've spent some time in, in, in both cities, not having ever lived in Ohio, but but I've spent more time in Cincinnati than Columbus. But you know, I've I've gone to Columbus for concerts and you know and and such, and gone to see friends there and and whatnot, and and, and I've had had fun there. But I to be not to be too much of a peacemaker, but uh, I you know I can see the benefits and the and the the cool cool things for both yeah. for for both cities. But you know. They've they've got that uh, they've and of course this is probably just not up your alley there, Chris. They've got the Ohio State University in Columbus, and they've got well, I mean you know an amusement well, park, and, an amusement park, and gambling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say so. Just to get just to two things. <laughs> yeah, a couple quick thoughts. We're very close, but um, yes, Columbus greater than Cincinnati. Both are much greater than Cleveland. I, I'll, I'll phrase it like that. <laughs> I will say, very shocked. My wife and I are zoo people, so we realize like the zoos wherever we go. Cincinnati Zoo might be equal to Columbus. I never yeah. thought I'd say it. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, they had stories saying it was like the top zoo in the country for the second in a row, and my wife and I kind of scratch our head reading that. Uh, but man, we went down there. I was impressed by that. New, we also went to Newport Aquarium across the river in Kentucky. Um. A little overpriced, to be honest with you, but it was a nice, nice visit. 
and my kids, special needs and love the So we literally spent hours looking the hotel we were at them. They're like, that's what we did. So. All right. Well, hey, let's close up. Um, Joe and Craig, as always, thanks for coming on. And for Joe and Craig, this is Chris. Have a great night. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.